Chinese state media Global Times reported Sunday that China's tax authorities have conducted tax audits on companies belonging to Taiwan's Foxconn Technology Group in Guangdong and Jiangsu provinces, and that investigations into the land use of Foxconn companies have also been carried out elsewhere. Observers say the moves were targeting Terry Goh, the founder of Foxconn, who is running for president in Taiwan. Let's hear from one of them. The timing in such a big move. This is most obviously connected with politics because it feels like a provocation. When it comes to local operations of Taiwanese businessmen, local governments in China sometimes let them through the back door, but they can also nitpick. And when they do, they can definitely find a lot of problems in those operations. After announcing his presidential bid, Terry Goh further quit his position as board member of Foxconn last month. When asked if the CCP wants to confiscate Foxconn's properties because of his disobedience, his reply was, yes, do it, please. As for the tax audits by China, Foxconn has issued a statement saying that it will actively cooperate with relevant authorities. The National Games officially kicked off in Tainan Saturday night. The opening ceremony was an extravaganza directed by Zhang Yijun, the first Taiwanese member of the renowned Cirque du Soleil. With the help of modern technology, the 400-year history of the Qing-era capital was put on display in the ceremony. Presiding over the event, President Tsai Ing-wen emphasized that Taiwan is developing sports more comprehensively than ever. Presented in a trilogy, the opening ceremony of the National Games was nothing short of an extravaganza, fit for an international sporting event. Virtual scenes of an ancient city were projected, with live actors performing in the arena. With immersive projections and acrobatic stunts, the 400 years of Tainan's history were presented in front of the audience. President Tsai Ing-wen presided over the opening ceremony, emphasizing that the government has paid more attention to sports development in recent years. Our budget for sports has been increasing year after year. Overall, sports funding for next year is expected to be twice that of 2016. In addition, in order to help sports develop more comprehensively, we established the Taiwan Institute of Sports Science this year to provide more science-based support for sports. The Games were a joyous event for the host city, Tainan, which extended a warm welcome to all the top athletes who have converged here from cities and towns around the nation. Tainan is an ancient cultural city. It is also a new technology city. But let me tell you, Tainan is now a sports city filled with zest and passion. With the lighting of the game's flame, the biennial event officially began. Through the combination of performances and ceremonies, participating athletes could truly get a sense of the history and culture of this ancient city in which they'll be competing in the next five days. The enterovirus A71 vaccine was launched in early August, but clinics say they have not received stock of the second dose, which is now due. In the meantime, enterovirus infections have hit a seasonal peak. 
Medigen, which manufactures the vaccine, said it has delivered 48,000 doses of the vaccine since August and that another 80 to 100,000 doses inspected by the Taiwan FDA are now ready for delivery. The agency said that roughly 20,000 doses are to be delivered by the end of October at the earliest, which it hopes will alleviate the shortage. It's been more than two weeks since war broke out between Palestinian militant groups led by Hamas and Israel. China has now sent a special envoy to the Middle East to facilitate a ceasefire. But U.S. officials are skeptical that China can broker a long-lasting political settlement to the decades-long conflict. Voice of America State of Department Bureau Chief Nikkei Ching has more. Israel launched a new barrage of airstrikes on Gaza on Monday as they vowed to wipe out Hamas' militant control of the narrow strip of Palestinian territory. This action took place amid a diplomatic push to deliver humanitarian assistance to civilians in the area. China is sending a special envoy to the region, signaling its willingness to deepen its involvement in facilitating a potential ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. The United States has warned Iran and other countries to not take advantage of the conflict. The U.S. has also urged China to use its influence in the Middle East to prevent state or non-state actors from attacking Israel and widening its war with Hamas. China maintains a warm relationship with Iran. In March, China breached a normalization deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia. The Chinese were able to pull this off uh, because of their relationship with both sides. China also has very significant uh, economic and uh, natural resource interests, the long-term contract for oil with Iran, uh, uh, for which it has now deployed some naval assets to ensure the uh, security of oil and gas exports. Um, so in both of these respects, both diplomatic and, and uh, economic and military, all of these respects, uh, China's role is growing. Some U.S. officials are skeptical that China can broker a long-lasting political settlement to the decades-long Israeli-Palestinian conflict, pointing out that Iran is a historic supporter of Hamas. China has condemned actions against civilians, but has not condemned Hamas explicitly. Nike Chin, Fewer News, Washington. Vice President and DPP presidential candidate Lai Qingde visited Kaohsiung Sunday to attend campaign events organized by Chinese medicine practitioners and dentists. During one of them, Lai described Taiwan-China relations as a global concern. What was it that the G7 nation said recently? Peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait are crucial for global security and prosperity. What does this tell us? It tells us that cross-strait issues are no longer viewed as the continuation of the Chinese Civil War. They are also not purely the concern of Taiwan and China, but rather are global issues. Lai said there is no need to be afraid of threats from China. 
He said the only thing that people need to be afraid of is a lack of unity. He called upon the public to support the strengthening of national defense in order to protect Taiwan's sovereignty and democracy. Many junior and senior high students in Taiwan attend cram school, given the country's highly competitive educational environment. However, one expert says that excessive study and lack of sleep could lead to stress and depression for teens, ultimately undermining the very academic performance their parents focus on. One professor says that outside academic help should only be used when a student is having trouble in a particular subject and when the teacher is unable to provide sufficient help. The government introduced a national curriculum in 2019 to reform the educational system. But experts say that parents and teachers also need to be on board to improve the situation. Out the door at the break of dawn, in class all day, and then off to cram school after class is let out. Such is the life of a typical high school student in Taiwan. I sleep for about four or five hours a day. It has a serious impact on my mental state, my psychological state, my health. Sometimes I get a headache or feel like vomiting or just don't feel well when I wake up. In the morning, I will suddenly feel depressed and won't feel like doing anything. According to a survey by the Child Welfare League Foundation, nationwide an average of 60% of junior high and high school students go to cram school after daytime classes. In cities, more than 70% of students attend cram school, and nearly 25% in cities go to cram school every weekday. Parents feel at ease when their children get outside help for every subject. We are not against cram schools, but we believe it should be used properly. When a child is having trouble in school and the teacher can't help them, that's when they should go to a cram school. After a day of classes and tutoring, students still face homework when they get home. That can mean more than 10 hours of study every day and stress that can have a psychological impact. There are two components of the depression that students experience. The first is the loss of relationships with others, and the second is the loss of achievement. The student will feel that they cannot meet the expectations of those around them, such as their parents and their teachers. The national curriculum introduced in 2019 was supposed to tackle the emphasis on cramming in Taiwan's school system. But teachers and parents alike have continued to focus on grades and test results. For now, it would appear that Taiwan has a ways to go before adolescents can explore their own academic interests freely. Over the years, Taiwan has worked hard to attract more foreign talent to the country. But there are up to 176,000 tax-paying foreign nationals with disabilities who are unable to access the resources they need. Disability certificates that grant access to benefits are currently only granted to Taiwanese citizens and Japanese residents. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang has the story. Michael Boyden lies in bed, unable to speak and move. His wife Katie Ho cares for him. She feeds him formula milk through a syringe every two hours and medication every four hours. She also removes mucus by placing a sterile tube into his mouth. 
Po works a full-time job five days a week and spends the rest of her day taking care of her husband, who has atypical Parkinsonism. Uh, the thing about atypical Parkinsonism is this one creeps in really, really fast. So we don't have time to prepare that we saw we still have plenty of time, but actually it advanced so fast. Boyden has lived in Taiwan since 1989, before being diagnosed with atypical Parkinsonism four years ago. He was a British business consultant in Taiwan. He traveled around the world giving speeches and accepting interviews for major news outlets to discuss politics and economics. However, in just a span of two years, Boyden lost his speech, body movements, and ability to swallow. Though his wife is Taiwanese and Boyden has lived in Taiwan for 34 years now, he is ineligible for disability benefits because he is not Taiwanese. Katie says the hardest difficulties they face are the lack of grants, access to a disabled parking permit, and respite care. Uh, I was so desperate, so I tried to call for the Changcha Erdingling, the hotline, and they also plainly said, oh no, your subject is a ARC holder, we don't provide it. I said, but, 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 I'm Taiwanese, you know, I'm dis in distress, okay? Shouldn't you give me that transi, you know, give me a break? So no, but because the subject is foreigner, so you at the night, I don't need to fight for my husband anymore because it's too late. But I believe, but I believe there's hope for the other people. If I, we have to go through this journey, it doesn't mean that everybody should go through this journey. Alert, like, button, view, speak. With his smartphone in hand and a screen reader, he listens and responds to messages. This is Andrew Clerk, a South African entrepreneur who first came to Taiwan 18 years ago. He established multinational companies in 58 countries. After coming to Taiwan, Clerk lost his vision. At the time, he was running an export company. Despite living in Taiwan for eight years and paying taxes, Clerk is ineligible for disability certification. This is a case for all foreign nationals with the exception of Japanese citizens, who are covered by reciprocal agreement between the Taiwan and Japan governments. I don't have access to something as simple and as cheap as a little beeper that can be installed onto a traffic light to help me cross safely. How much is it going to cost the government if I get run over by a car? Clerk was also turned away by the Taiwan Foundation for the Blind, which offers free lifestyle and assistive technology training to visually impaired people. Clerk says his disability costs him, on average, 70,000 NT a month. It, it, it's that unspoken things that really hurts more than having the disability certificate, or sorry, having the uh, disability parking. It's more of those unspoken words such as, you know, oh, you can't have this because you're a foreigner. Why am I still seen as a foreigner after 18 years in Taiwan? I'm an immigrant. The lack of access to a disability certificate not only affects adults, but also children. Four-year-old Anwen has left hemoplegia cerebral palsy, which means the left side of her body is weak, affecting her left leg, eyes, and speech. She wears an orthotic device to help her walk. Her mother, Megan Hart, is an American who moved to Taiwan with her husband in 2009. 
After giving birth to her daughter, Megan quit her job in publishing to provide care full-time. There were no resources available for us. Um, because most daycares would not take a child who has uh, multiple disabilities or there are certain things that they can't do. Although Anwen was born in Taiwan, she's not a citizen and is not able to enroll in daycare for children with disabilities, have access to talking devices, or receive subsidized orthotic devices. Though the family calls Taiwan their home, Hart is faced with a difficult decision on whether or not to stay. The hospital is not allowed to tell us where we can go to buy one um, just out of pocket. And they're very, also very expensive, like $6,000 per orthotic. Taiwan is what she knows. And we would really hate to just pull her away. Without a disability certificate, foreign nationals are barred from resources such as subsidies, respite care, and also a disabled parking permit. Many foreign nationals in wheelchairs and their families say not being able to park in disabled parking spaces is the biggest hardship they face. An NGO called Crossroads Taiwan is calling for equal disability rights for foreign nationals and immigrants. Crossroads Taiwan launched a disability inclusion campaign on April 14th, garnering over 1,145 signatures in 60 days. They also held a meeting with lawmakers in August to discuss the challenges faced by disabled foreign nationals. We're looking at a number about 40,000 to 176,000 foreign residents in Taiwan who currently are disabled but not recognized. Taiwan is particularly rare in the sense that uh, it simply does not recognize the disability in immigrants uh, simply because of the passport or their, their, their nationality. Crossroads Taiwan says over 50 countries offer immigrants' disability certification or benefits to foreign nationals and immigrants that have disabilities. It says that Taiwan withholding access to disability services to foreign nationals could be illegal due to the fact that Taiwan has signed the UN Convention of Rights with persons with disabilities. Not providing foreign residents and immigrants uh, with recognition and care, are we actually, is this actually illegal? Um, since we actually have these laws in place. Although Taiwan is not a member of the United Nations, but Taiwan has uh, automatically signed a lot of statements who issued, initiated by UN. Even we sign laws, but in our law system, we failed in the past to pass some law or attachment to to go along with this kind of statement. Legislators Wang Dingyu and Claire Wang have been working to introduce reforms that will be discussed in the current legislative session. The amendments are on the Act for the Recruitment and Employment for Foreign Professionals. If the legislation is passed, it will make disability certificates available to tax-paying APRC holders who have legally stayed in Taiwan for at least 10 years. Those people who stay in Taiwan for 10 years or 15 years, they, they pay taxes. Maybe they, are, they, they were teachers. Maybe they, they are some engineers. So they pay taxes, sometimes even higher than our citizens. But they choose here to stay. When they are old, when I re realized this situation, I talked to our Prime Minister Chen Jianlian directly. He think this is a problem, we need to fix it. 
low fix has been arranged into our agenda. So I hope we can, this this law, this act can be passed in October or November. 我想我们的法律大部分当然都是从我们的公民，就从我国国人开始做着想。Most of our laws are, of course, first based on our citizens' needs. It's true that much of past legislation doesn't factor in frequent international engagements. There are about 800,000 foreign nationals with residency rights in Taiwan. Going by the percentage of the population that has disabilities, we're looking at about 40,000 foreign nationals. About 40 foreign nationals with physical and mental disabilities have been able to obtain a disability certificate. It will be difficult to handle this issue during this legislative session. It may have to wait until the next legislative yuan is elected because this last session will be dominated by budget review. Claire Wang says that voting may have to wait till next year because the health ministry wishes to survey arrangements in other countries before moving forward. Aside from tax-paying foreign nationals who lack disability rights, there are also approximately 700,000 foreign migrant workers who also lack those rights as they live and work in Taiwan. With Taiwan looking to attract 400,000 foreign workers by 2030, protecting foreign workers with disabilities will also be a test for the government. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Yang Kai in Taipei.